0: So if if thinking and doing and and saying great and loving things aren't enough to enter into the kingdom of God, what is as
1: important as love is, it is only a beginning because the conditions for entering into the kingdom of heaven is faith and obedience. Faith and obedience complement love, but it is faith that operates the hands of God. Our Lord told us to do the work of God. We must believe. Only when we believe are we able to obey God and do a sacrifice. Loving God demands obedience. Loving God might mean putting aside your most cherished objects, riches, and sometimes people. It could require the giving of your own life. We are now talking about being citizens of heaven here, Ronnie. The rich young ruler had, had, had performed the obligations of the law, but our Lord asked him to follow him and give up everything. This demanded faith and obedience. He was not willing to do that. He never understood that by giving up the thing we think is important, we make available the boundless resources of God. Mm. We had to be willing to give our very lives, Ronnie, but it was so worth
0: it. <laughs> I'm sure you would know. Well let me, let me move on. Uh, on that night, the, the last thing it appears that Jesus did was, uh, before his arrest, was to pray one last time, and, and it's a prayer for all believers that they would be unified. Now, is it, is it fair to say that we in the 21st century have fulfilled Christ's prayer in spite of the fact that the world has over 13,000 Christian denominations in it?
1: He's a very smart, isn't he?
0: And smart. Even two thousand years,
1: even two thousand years ago, our communities experienced these differences that divided them. People are naturally attracted to the group which relates closest to their human needs. Although the Spirit addressed the seven churches in the revelation I received during my exile, there were separate issues which could make them appear as divided and not what Christ wanted. The divisions were only because they had different struggles. Each province along the coast of Asia Minor had their own challenges that marked how the Spirit of God addressed them. They were no less one in Christ, but they developed separate practices that defined them. Uh, Some of those differences, however, were destructive and against the ways of Christ, on the other hand. Some developed separate traditions which caused them to excel in their God-given purpose. Most importantly, those church communities were most certainly bought by the price of Christ's precious blood and were united in their desire to obey His commands and further His kingdom.
0: So, uh, so while, while we may organize ourselves uh, differently, from country to country, or even in the same town, uh, what you're saying is that uh, what may appear to be lines of separation uh, may not necessarily indicate division, but but just attempts to, uh, to to meet the specific needs of of a cultural group or a group that shares has a shared history. We cling to
1: our Christian communities to find solace and protection, and to grow in Christ the fruits of the Spirit. Most of those fruits are only realized when we are in fellowship one with another. But make no mistake, the one major thing that can cause disunity is the way we view Jesus Christ. We are His Church. If we affirm his presence, his will, and our obedience to him. You can call yourself the church at Pergamum, the church at Smyrna, the... Uh, the Springhouse. Springhouse That's Church. Springhouse. That's the
0: church at
1: Smyrna. It does not matter. The bigger issue is allowing your worship of the Father through Christ the Son with the aid of the Holy Spirit to produce in you that which allows you to obey Christ and love. And love one another in the group
0: to which you belong. <laughs> that's that, that's that's a wonderful insight. That is, uh, you've you've you started talking about uh, your last book, the the book of Revelation, what we call Revelation. Uh, uh, apparently, the early church experienced considerable persecution because of their faith. I'd like to know why why was this, and and how would you characterize. Religious freedom in the Roman Empire.
1: After Jesus' resurrection and ascension, the body of believers from Jerusalem and throughout Asia Minor experienced widespread persecution. Rome insisted on making Christians give allegiance to Rome. This meant emperor worship as well. Nero and Domitian were tyrants and demanded the giving of offerings at their different temple sites. But,
0: but what was it about uh, Christians that singled them out as a target? I mean, were, were other groups, uh, Jews, Greeks, were they harassed as well? Well,
1: the Greeks and Jews were allowed by the Romans to practice their religions. We Christians were persecuted because we were considered miscreants without an established religious system to protect us. Uh, our Christian communities did not have the luxury of being defined according to Roman statute. Therefore, we were viewed as, as, as heretics and aliens, even in our own lands.
0: So how, how did the body of Christ, how did they cope with this persecution?
1: The seven churches I had addressed had begun giving in to the cultural excesses of the day. Sexual perversion, materialism unnecessary legalistic forms and many cultural practices which distracted them from living their lives the way Christ commanded. These changes within the church communities caused me great concern. The ways around us began to choke and obliterate all we thought Christ would have us do and be as his believers. We had to speak up and take a stand. Revelation is the Spirit of God speaking to our communities in ways that could provide a context for us to refuse to bow down
0: to demonic powers as i listen to your explanation there i uh, i realized you could just simply change some dates and change some names and and basically be uh, be speaking to us in our world in fact our present our present age we're not only uh, oftentimes being told uh, how to speak and what kind of terms can be used and things like that, and, and in some places of the world experiencing very severe persecution, but, uh, but even here, uh, it's even beginning to look like sometimes we're going to begin to be told what we must think, uh, as well as what we express, so, uh, so the angel was giving you a word, I think, uh, for us today, a wake-up call.
1: My book was an encouragement and a warning to our churches. I encouraged believers by relating what the angel gave me to say to them regarding their heavenly reward. Being a citizen of heaven, however, demanded right choices. The rewards for becoming committed to our wonderful Lord were to come in God's time. But that in itself was problematic. To some, this meant being faithful through persecution. To others, it meant death. We please the Lord by being obedient to him. We cannot be obedient to Christ and accommodate pagan beliefs. One day all would be made right as we patiently endured the pressures from without and even the pressures from within as we watched some of our own brothers and sisters grow lukewarm and lose their victory in
0: Christ. That must have been a very discouraging dark time how how did the church ultimately cope
1: my book reminded believers that our Lord was not only the lamb but the lion of Judah being surrounded by the might of Rome they had to see the mightiness of their God We experience great suffering, not just because of persecution, but because of the pressures for us to assimilate. Some of our churches were rich and influential, but were falling away from Christ. I told them that following Christ would sometimes be marked great difficulty and even physical poverty. The hope that our Lord knew of our suffering knew of our righteous living, and was very intentional about rewarding our efforts to serve him, is what kept them going. The Spirit of God, as he, use, as he will use some of the words I speak to you from my book this morning, convinced our ears in our time that order and right would be brought about by God himself. This then is the very essence of what makes the church of the Lord Jesus Christ intact and steadfast these last 2,000 years.
0: Well, that's Hebrew. John is saying, The Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you, my brothers. As I mentioned earlier, he's going to come back. He's going to uh, lead us to the table of the Lord. And so with those who are going to be serving the table, if they would come forward, the worship team would come out. Let's go to the Lord's table.
1: beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with oh God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not made anything that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of man. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended in doubt. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life, and the life was manifested and we have seen it, and bear witness and show you the life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. These things I say unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, but if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. My little children, these things I say unto you that ye sin not. And if anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do not know that we know Him. If we keep His commandments, He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. I say these things unto you, children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I say these things unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that was from the beginning. I say these things unto you, young men, because ye are strong, the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? It was after our Lord had fed the five thousand, he said to the people, Ye follow me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat, which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. And they said unto him, Lord, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And he answered them, saying, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They therefore said unto him, What sign? Showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our Father did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus answered them, saying, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. My Father giveth you the true bread of heaven. The bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And they said unto him, Lord evermore give us this bread. And he said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Unless ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. From that time, many of his disciples, when they had heard this, said within themselves, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? And when Jesus knew within himself that his disciples had murmured at it, he said, doth this offend you? What an if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before. It is the Spirit which quickeneth. The flesh profiteth us nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are life. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. It was the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. Jesus sent Peter and I into the city, saying, Go thou and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And I said unto him, Lord, where will we that we shall prepare? He said, When you go into the city, there shall you meet a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in, and say to the good man of the house, Where is the guest chamber where our Lord will eat with his disciples? He shall show you a large upper room furnished. There make ready. And we went and found as he had said unto us. And when the time had come and he gathered to the twelve of us, he said, With great desire have I desired to eat this Passover supper with you before I suffer, for I will not eat any more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the bread and he break it and he gave thanks and he said this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Shall we partake together? In the same manner, he took the cup at the supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is she shed for you. Do this as often as she drink it. In remembrance of me, shall we partake together? <laughs> for neither by the blood of calves and of goats, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. that we should be called the children of God, that it does not yet appear what we shall be, for we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. By John... also am your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit of the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice, as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea, and I, John, saw The holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold! And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the first of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come, hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. The foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And the twelve gates, were twelve pearls, every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day for there shall be no night there and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it and there shall in no eyes enter into it anything that defileth Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I, 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 I fell down to worship. For the feet of the angel which showed me these things, then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according as their work shall be. And he me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. He which testified these things saith surely I come quickly. Even so, come, Lord Jesus.
0: Would you stand? Uh, Two things. We're going to do two things. If uh, those who are going to pray with people, if they would come forward, I don't know that we necessarily, well, the worship team can play. Yeah, they can play something. Uh, If you're here and you need prayer, the, uh, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is here and he can meet your need. So I invite you to come. Uh, we're also going to uh, we're going to take up an offering, but we're not going to pass the the baskets. They'll be back at the the door back there. The scripture says that if uh, someone shares with us spiritually, it's right for us to share materially with them. Uh, the Smiths did not ask for anything when they came. Uh, they came to give, and so uh, not under compulsion. But was uh, a cheerful giver, if you want to make out a check, make it out to the church, because church, everything that's given in this offering will go, uh, we'll write one check and, and give it to, to Dave and Susan. I just want to say one other thing, because we're in a, a series about reading the Word, probably aside from when we were up here, maybe it was 50% up here, but 95% of what you heard after that was strictly straight from the Bible, straight from the Word. And so now you know that it's not just come quickly, Lord Jesus. It's come quickly, Lord Jesus. And when you read, you can read it that way. Uh, yeah, if you need to come, you come. And, and as you're leaving, they'll have baskets at the back door. <laughs> abounds unto us, whose grace has sustained centuries of believers and those who seek after Him. May His grace sustain you. May His word be strong in you. May you have the desire to overcome the evil one because you have the resources at your disposal. The power of our Lord Jesus Christ.